What the fuck is up, world? Bialy Tlaltik Bot. We back in this bitch. Another podcast for that ass. Another grito. It's been about two weeks now since my previous episode. And in that time, well, 2020 has continued to 2020. The presidential election, dog. Fucking crazy ass shit. Um, not entirely unexpected, according to some people. Well, actually, depending on both sides, it's pretty fucking funny, actually. Both sides kind of expected for this shit to happen. Um, one appears to be more conspiratorially bent. And the other appears to be a little bit more... Uh, I don't want to give the impression that I side with the other side, um, but it does appear to be more straightforward and pragmatic, despite the fact that there's more bullshit, okay, that's still associated with their side, um, namely the dead people's voting and all that kind of shit. But um, before we get into that, let's get uh, let's start off with the quick fucking, uh, you know, the basics. Uh, follow your boy on the gram, OG underscore Ice Nice Thirteen, if you haven't already. I fucks with the Facebook a little bit too. Shout out to the people that are hit me up on the Facebook as well. But um, for the most part, Instagram is where you're going to find me at, okay? Um, so yeah, let's just get right into it, dog, because I got about 10 solid pages here prepared for a philosophy podcast today, and I just let's just dive into it. Why fuck around, right? It's on conspiracies, and I'm not going to focus too much on the presidential election, because if you're like me, which I'm sure you are, you're probably just experiencing some kind of burnout but, uh, with the elections as well, Okay. Um, honestly, dog, I can give a motherfuck less who the president is. Motherfucking Trump, Clinton, Bush, Obama, or none of these people. They never played my fucking bills. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it doesn't matter who's going to come after them. They're not going to pay my bills either. The only thing they're going to do is make my life fucking exponentially more difficult. And it doesn't matter if they're Democrat or Republicans. It fucking shit stays the same in the hood no matter what. All right. So I can really honestly, truly give a motherfuck less about who the president is. For two... Your boy's about that indigenous sovereignty, dog. I don't give a f- I'm not trying to be a subject of the United States of America, okay? I'm trying to be a free, authentic individual, right? And if I could find a little band of fellow Chicanos who feel the same way, then what's up, dog? Let's look into what it takes to fucking create our own little community as well, our own little tribe, if you will. You know what I mean? But for the most part, dog, I'm loyal. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm loyal to the land, not any fucking flag that flies over it. So whether it's the United States of America, whether it's fucking Mexico, I don't I don't give a fuck, dog. I'm trying to be me. I'm trying to live authentically free. You know what I'm saying? Self-determination is the key. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm bringing this up because I uh, before I jump further into this po- uh, episode of the podcast, there was a conversation that I had, which I appreciate it. Don't get me twisted. So if you're the one that started, initiated this conversation, please, by all means, I'm glad that we had this conversation. Okay. But what I was trying to explain to this individual was that I really, you know, the political spectrum, I'm not going to be coerced. I'm not going to be coerced into voting for the lesser of the quote unquote lesser of two evils because that idea is played out and fucking ridiculous, quite frankly. Okay. It's coercion at this point. It's two fucking feathers. It's two wings of the same bird as the, as the current meme that's circulating is trying to explain to us. And that's exactly what it is, dog. But it's not a dope-ass bird like the well guy back here. It's a fucking war eagle chicken hawk bird, okay? Um, and no matter who's in fucking office, whether it's the current, the old administration or the new administration, the same fucking machine is going to keep on, in, you know, the prison industrial complex, going to keep on keeping on, you know, the struggle's going to remain the same. What I'm looking forward to, and this is what I was trying to say, is that I'm playing the long game. What is the long game? Indigenous sovereignty, bro. Recognizing ourselves as these uh, individuals with the right to self-determination, not subjects of a state, whether it be the United States of America, again, whether it be Mexico, whether it be the state of Texas, it doesn't matter. 
freedom is what I'm fucking looking for. You know what I mean? Honestly, I don't feel it though that can be had under this current system that we find ourselves living under. How do I know this? Just look at my folks that are being locked up under pens right now here in El Paso, Texas under overpasses. These are people who are indigenous to this land and who have been made outsiders by this fucking settler colonial state that we call the United States of America. You know what I mean? So no, why would I be loyal to that? Um, I'm loyal to the land, this part right here that I occupy for now because this is where I'm living. But the entirety of Turtle Island, bro, that's what I'm loyal to. You know what I mean? The land that gives us so much uh, and so much of it that is taken by these fucking corrupt capitalist fucks who in turn turn around and hold us hostage and, you know, use that as a means to lord over us, namely in terms of depriving us from the food, water, shelter, safety necessary to ensure continued survival up in this bitch. You know what I mean? The land provides all of that for us, dog. And that's what I'm loyal to. Right. But as far as the people are concerned, they can fuck off. Right. Especially the ones that make it more difficult for uh, for, for that to become the case. So that's kind of the point that I was trying to make when it came to this individual, the conversation we we're having on the on, on, on the gram when we we're talking about like, no, nah, dog, I'm in the long game. And he was stating that, well, I'm assuming it's a he. I really don't know. I'm being a fucking gender exclusive, cisgendered, chauvinistic piece of shit. I apologize. Okay. Whoever this person was, because their profile is private, right? Um, the point that they were trying to get to is that you're not really helping the cause. You're just trying to play the, or they were trying to play the tacit consent card on me, which I understand completely. And they were trying to liken uh, the point that I'm trying to make here to that of the civil rights movement of, you know, Martin Luther King and all that kind of shit, which I see the parallel. But I don't agree with the outcome because they were searching, particularly in the 60s, for integration into this fucking settler colonial society. I'm not looking for that. I, I, so I'm already integrated. I don't give a motherfuck, right? And I'm not saying that to lord over and boast over those who aren't. I'm saying is that, bitch, I'm here. Like, the American citizenship is mine. I'm directing this to the white supremacist fucks that are trying to keep it away from us for so long. You know what I mean? I'm integrated in this motherfucker. I have all the rights that, you know, that people have fought for. I'm not trying to go back to the 1960s. I'm thankful for what happened in the 1960s, but I'm trying to move forward from the 1960s. And that, you know, integration was the goal in the 1960s. Liberation is the goal moving forward, dog. I'm just going to be outright with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Self-determination, the right to determine our, the outcome of our own lives. And that was a long process because obviously, what, how, you know, you got to have a plan in action before you start going off and, you know, start making all these, uh, uh, you know, uh, plans about, not want to say plans, but uh, you got to have a plan in motion, rather, a plan in place for when the self-liberation, the opportunity does present itself. You can't just fucking go out there and start winging it. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of one of the things that I don't like, that I didn't like about what happened uh, over the summer with shit like the Chaz in Seattle. It was very unorganized. That's what I, my impression, you know what I mean? And that's not the, the that's not what I want to occur when the moment would inevitably arise where the possibility for self-liberation does arrive. You know what I mean? Um. So what I mean by that is like, yo, the, Chi the Chicano movement in general, right? It's it's still in its infancy, dog. We're not the same peoples from the 1960s. Like we benefited from them, no doubt, right? But there's a reason why I have the X in my name and they stick with the CH, right? Because their shit was different than my shit, dog. And while we did benefit from it, our goals are entirely different, okay? And unfortunately for, uh, for me living right now and fellow Chicanos who are on the same wave, we're still in a moment where we're just spreading the knowledge, dog. This is in its infancy. We're planting the seeds right now for future generations. And I'm okay with that, dog, because I can die peacefully knowing that I'll never see, you know, the self-liberation of the Chicano people. But as long as I did my part in helping sow the seeds for future generations to potentially pick up the torch and continue battling, I'm good with that, dog. You know what I mean? As I'm stating right now, I don't see myself as a subject. Obviously, I am a subject, but not by choice. You know what I mean? There's people here who are subjects by choice. They want to be fucking lorded over. 
I don't fucking want to be lorded over, dog. I want to be as free as potentially possible. Um, and part of that, again, entails the self-liberation. But unfortunately, it's not there. It's not there, the ability, just yet. But that doesn't mean to say that it's not going to be. Just that there's a lot of work that needs to be done. So in this respect, that's kind of one of the posts that I put up the other day on the gram as well. Uh, where I was showing, like, these are all the people that I fuck with, dog. Because these are all the people here, just one of the many, that are working collectively towards this aim. Decolonization, dog, it means decolonization. It means completely fucking liberating ourselves from the settler colonial structure, okay? And reverting back to indigenous ancestral ways. I don't fucking care to be, be held hostage to this fucking government. You know what I mean? Any further, any longer than I need to be. I care to be able to make my own decisions, to be able to determine the own outcome of my life and not have those uh, decisions and outcomes determined for me by a president. Hence why I can give a motherfuck less who the president is, dog. I don't care. They're all the same to me, all right? It's all just one fucking puppet, one figurehead at the top of this fucking machine that has done nothing more than shit on the planet for the last 500 years of, of, of history. You know what I mean? So I really don't care who the fuck it is that's, you know, manning the vehicle. Actually, I do care who's manning the vehicle. And that's actually the point of the podcast for today, right? Who the fuck the puppet? Who the fuck the face is that they put in front of the vehicle? I can give a fuck less, okay? Um, so yeah, so we'll get into the actual podcast for today. Well, I mean, that was the podcast for today. It's not just some long-winded rant, you know what I mean? But I'm setting it up slowly. And essentially, it's going to boil back down to into these conspiracy theories. I don't, you know, the whatever the fucking left is saying here, just in case, you know, just by chance, you hadn't already heard it. People had already been projecting Joe Biden to win long before the election took place. It seems as anything to me as though the people who are most surprised are the people that just straight up don't fucking read. Stupid people, right? Um, <laughs> or at, And if they do read, they don't read anything that contradicts their, pre, uh, their pre-established views of reality. So again, further, stupid people. You know what I mean? They only read what their news outlet tells them. Um, whether it happened in 2016 with the lefties who were only uh, reading and listening to what CNN and the fucking New York Times had to say, or whether it's happening now in 2020 when the Republicans are only listening to what Fox News or whatever, you know, conservative newspaper has to say. Like, it's the same shit, you know what I mean? But people who were trying to look beyond those two uh, preliminary sources of the left and the right, they had already been projecting like, yo, this is not looking too good for Donald Trump, dog. In fact, it's very close in Florida, and if Biden wins Florida, the whole fucking election is over, dog. There's just no path to victory for Donald Trump that's going to occur. And um, one of the main reasons why they were projecting it to be is because of the way that they had been counting or projecting the counts for the mail-in ballots, ballots, right? They knew, for instance, they knew it long in advance, dog, um, that states such as Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania were going to count their mail-in uh, ballots last, whereas states in, you know, like Arizona were going to count them first. So it would look as though it was blue Arizona, right, first, and then it would flip red. And conversely, states like Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania would look as though they were red first, and then they would flip blue. People knew this was going to happen, and it's exactly basically what unfolded, right? And this is obviously where the conspiracy theorist starts to come along and say they're stealing the election. The Biden crime family is stealing the election. <laughs> First of all, dog, if you're really into conspiracies, you know it's not the Biden clan. It's not the Biden uh, uh, crime family. It's not even the Obama clan, uh, crime family, okay? It's the Bush crime family, dog. And Biden and fucking Obama fall right underneath that umbrella, okay? And if you're really, really into conspiracies like this gentleman was pretending to be, you will know it's basically what's happening right now is the Bush clan is being challenged by the Trump clan. Some old school Game of Thrones political type fucking power grab. You know what I mean? Um. Anyways... So what goes on then is that you have these right-wing people and 
one of the reasons I'm, I'm, this is, I'm just convinced that they're so cocksure that this was a conspiracy is because despite the fact that Donald Trump did a pretty decent job of starting to divorce himself from the, the fanatical right, right? He didn't completely uh, divest himself from them, but he didn't really pander to them as much as previous con uh, Republican presidents. The right in general, they definitely did, many of them see, especially the religious right, Trump as some sort of messianic figure, some sort of biblical figure that had come to usher in what they finally believed would be the second coming of Christ, okay? Especially because of his tight-ass relationships with Israel. So um, from there, they're starting to see this being upended or usurped as some sort of an affront to their religious ideology, which is fucking hilarious because anytime Christians are upset, I'm happy, okay? <laughs> but, um, and this is where we get into the actual point of the podcast, not me being happy with Christians being upset, more specifically with the... Uh, one of my biggest beefs that I have, and this is one that I've mentioned before on this podcast, but it's uh, the hyperfixation with Christianity that, Christ that conspiracy theorists seem to have, okay? Now, again, putting aside my own personal beefs with religion, what it basically boils down to is that the Christian lens, I personally feel it creates this shallow view that ultimately limits the possibilities of what reality is, Okay of what reality has been, of what reality can be. It filters it and it puts it within a, a convenient little box for which Christians to operate within, okay? Um, one of my favorite uh, conspiracy podcasts, they're absolutely guilty of it. Like, don't get me twisted. I fucking loyal to the foil, dog. Fucking tinfoil hat podcast, you know what I mean? But um, you know what? Let me give them the benefit of the doubt. The host's name is Sam Tripoli. And one of the things that he does say is that conspiracies always lead to spirituality. And I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with this idea. Okay. Um, in fact, I probably would agree to some extent with that idea. Heavily, actually. But what I do disagree with is that that's the end all. Because, again, given the relative unreflective acceptance of Western Christendom. Uh, uh, let me rephrase that. The relative unreflective acceptance, okay, of Western Christendom as the de facto worldview, that spirituality always tends to skew Christian, okay? Now, there's a there's a huge difference between Christianity and Christendom, okay? Christianity is obviously the religious view, and Christendom is the idea that it should be a governmental view that started in England, in, in Europe, rather, uh, that it should be uh, a united governmental view that not necessarily religious in practice, but they all ascribe to one fundamental religion in order to maintain unity among their peoples, and that's fucking Christendom. That's basically the history of Europe uh, following, the, you know, the the, the, the conversion of, of Christians up in that part of the world, okay? So when I say it's the de facto unreflective acceptance of Western Christendom, what I'm saying is people, we just start for whatever fucking reason. Most people just start as Christendom, Christianity rather, as the de facto starting point. And we most, for the most part, we never even question why. We're told, for instance, I know even me personally, dog, my fucking, my, ugh, my slave name, I say it all the time. It's a fucking Christian name, dog. I fucking hate it, okay? Um, that's why I ask you to call your boy Ice motherfucking nice. You know what I mean? But um, what I mean by the unreflective acceptance of it is that you start off and you're told you're a Christian and now everything that, you know, happens in life in reality is going to be filtered through this Christian lens, okay? Um, and that includes what you think is happening with global politics, with geopolitics, Okay? Um, and you know, to me personally, I just can't help but feel as though that's kind of by design, bro. It's kind of by design, right? 
And that, you know what, more importantly, not only is it by design, but ultimately it does nothing more than benefiting the same people that we are seeking to escape from in the first place, okay? So again, we're getting like deep into some conspiracy shit, dog. And I guess I should further qualify just for the sake of qualifying it that I'm not necessarily a conspiracy theorist. I could see why people would assume that I am, but honestly, what I truly, what I would at least envision myself as is a radical skeptic, dog. Okay, I fucking question everything. That's what we're supposed to do in philosophy, dog. Nothing is nothing is sacred. Everything is up for fucking, everything is up for questioning. And the moment, me personally, and the moment someone says that you shouldn't question that, dog, that's the fucking first thing I'm going to go question because, well, fuck you, first and foremost, goes back to the whole first part we were talking about self-determination, like, who the fuck are you to tell me what the fuck I can and cannot do? You're a human being, dog. We both bleed the same color. You know what I mean? And just because you have some fancy ass title associated with your name doesn't mean that you fucking have any sort of power and control over me. You can fuck off with all I care. You know what I mean? Um, so as soon as someone says that you shouldn't be looking into this, that's the fucking first thing I'm going to go look into. So when people start saying like, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. You shouldn't fucking be worried about that. Okay, well, why? First of all, who's to say it's a conspiracy theory? What epistemic authority is out there to say that this is, you know, this merits uh, consideration and this doesn't? And second of all, again, even if I do fucks with the conspiracy theories, who the fuck cares, right? Um. So yeah. So in returning back to this, how it starts to ultimately benefit people and the same people that we're trying to escape from, like in the conspiracy circle, you'll hear about how evil, for instance, uh, the Jesuits are. If if you ask the, the Western conspiracy theories, like the tinfoil hat podcast peoples, they'll tell you that it's probably the Jesuits and the black nobility that run the world. And it's not black nobility as in the peoples from Africa. It's black nobility in the, in, in the church. So you have like your white witches and your black witches. The black nobility, the black witches, is essentially what they're going to say is responsible for running the world and they are they fall under the jesuit umbrella right so if you're interested you can like go look up they had apparently there's three different popes there's the white pope the black pope and the gray pope okay and that's kind of what's falling in line with this kind of shit right so you hear for instance then about how evil these jesuits are and yet for some reason the conspiracy theorists always fall back to the very book and ideology that they're using to justify their oppression, which of course is the Bible, dog. Like they're going to sit here and tell you that the Vatican, the Jesuits and the black nobility are evil. And yet they're going to fucking fall back to the very book that the, 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 the Catholics, the Jesuits and the, uh, uh, the black nobility are using to justify their control. Like what sense does that make? It doesn't make any sense at all. Okay. So again, this is what I find so hilarious about this conspiracy theorist bullshit dog is by nature. Okay. What, what's, it's not that it's hilarious. I find it, it's hilarious to me in an ironic way. It's ironic in that in many conspiracies, in many conspiracy theories, what I tend to find is the case is that you have people like myself who are highly skeptical thinkers. And in many cases, they're people who are capable of complex critical thinking skills, okay, that aid them greatly in seeing past, if you seeing past the illusions, if you will, okay, that have been set forth by the quote unquote masters of humanity. That's not conspiracy theory language, dog. That's fucking Noam Chomsky saying masters of humanity, okay? Um, and what you have then is these conspiracy theorists who are able to see past this illusion of these masters of humanity uh, that they've created to keep us trapped in this control system that they've developed, okay? But here's the funny part. What they never seem to question, the they here being the conspiracy theorist, is that in many instances, it's the Christian lens, again, that informs this view. Right now, this is kind of what my boy Zizek is talking about when he's speaking of ideology. 
Um, I'm gonna go do a whole. I know. It's like also I have a few. I'm starting to realize now running jokes. It's probably a joke at this point now. <laughs> the idea, like I'm gonna talk about that one day in a podcast. But I swear I'm gonna talk about it one day in a podcast. I've been working on it. I thought I was actually gonna do this one before this one. That one before this one. But um, I'm doing a Zizek one. Okay. And uh, I'll talk more in depth about in ideology, okay? But for now, the simple idea that I'll give you, it's, a, it's actually an idea that was introduced. Well, it's just, it's, it's, a long, it's a long-standing idea, okay? It has its roots in many different philosophical traditions, whether it be the veil of Maya or whether it be the fucking a phenomenological lens, whether it be the ideology, it doesn't matter. It's the same basic idea. And the idea basically falls as, as follows, okay? Uh, the way that I break it down as a thought experiment in my classes, I tell students to imagine that you are a part of a scientific experiment where your parents put on a pair of contact lenses onto you uh, when you were born. Now, these contact lenses are clear. However, despite the clear nature of the contact lenses, as in you or anyone else doesn't see that you're wearing contact lenses, they do tint the world a subtle shade of violet, okay? So no matter what you see in the world, it's always going to be informed by a subtle, like a little, a subtle tint of, of, of a light violet, you know what I mean? So what happens here then, the ultimate thought experiment boils down to, just to, you know, keep it short because this podcast is already fucking plenty long. It's going to be plenty long. Um, everything you see is going to have this slight shade of, 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 of violet, right? So then when you're, say you're looking at a, at, a, at a white piece of paper, well, what you what other people perceive to be a white piece of paper because they don't have the, the, the contacts, you're going to be looking at it and you're going to look at them and say, well, clearly you're fucking mistaken because this paper is a light shade of violet. It is definitely not white, okay? And the reason why is obviously, again, because of the contact lenses that you don't know you have. Now, you extend this example and you start to realize, like, okay, maybe you weren't part of the scientific experiment where your parents put the contact lenses into your eyeballs, right? But you've absolutely had your vision, your perception of reality filtered through a variety of different con- uh, lenses, okay? And it's not even a, a one those that are shading your, your experience of reality in any particular color. These are those that are shading your experience of reality through the lenses, if you will, of... Christianity, Judaism, Islam, atheism, Buddhism, uh, your nationality, your uh, sexual orientation, your gender identification, all that kind of shit. These are all value-laden ideologies that influence and shape and uh, they shape and mold our perception of reality. So for instance, me personally, I'm a fucking straight cisgendered piece of shit dude from fucking North Central El Paso area, okay? I was born in the mid 80s. I'm in my fucking early 30s now. So all that kind of shit, you compound that and you add different contact lenses to who I am personally. And you realize that no matter what happens, I will always only ever view the world with, well, I don't want to say no matter what happens, but unless I take a moment to reflect on these contact lenses and potentially take them off, right? I will only ever view reality in the way of someone who has those similar um, circumstances that I have in, in reality, you know what I mean? And the same holds true for you and everybody else on this planet. And that's kind of the idea here with ideology. You have these fucking contact lenses on and you're viewing reality through them. And you might think that it's the actual true reality, but the truth of the matter is that you're fucking viewing it through the lenses of ideology. So you're not seeing the actual quote unquote truth. You're seeing what the truth has already been predetermined by the lenses that you're wearing. And you assume it correct and you assume for it to be true because it co- it vibes essentially with what it is that the quote-unquote truth is that the lenses are, are telling you but that's not what's fucking happening here dog again you're blinded by your ideology there's the great jet quote where he states that he's a uh, he's a raccoon uh it's the great jet quote where he states that he's a raccoon and he's eating out of the dumpster 
And the dumpster is ideology. And that's exactly what he's fucking talking about. Dog. We're blinded by our ideologies. Okay. So when it comes to these Christian peoples, and especially the, uh, the, the conspiracy theorists, it's like, yo, they might think they're on some shit, dog. But in reality, the only shit they're on is ideology. And unfortunately, they're not really any closer to the truth than they thought they were inevitably. Because again, the whole truth that they're basing themselves on is one that was created and constructed by the very people that they're saying are the ones responsible for all the evil in the world. So essentially, congratulations, you played yourself, okay? Now, what, hap what happens here then is that by simply giving up belief in Christ or the Abrahamic gods is not enough, okay? It's not enough to escape this ideology. As in many instances, many people will still fall victim to the trap of falling for what's referred to as the inversion of Christianity, okay? And falsely assuming that because you're on the flip side, the inversion, that you've escaped. <laughs> so what I mean by this dog is simple. Embracing Satan, it doesn't make you fucking edgy or enlightened, bro. Fuck Aleister Crowley, okay? It makes you a fucking pawn to the Christian cartel. That's all it does, okay? You didn't escape Christianity. You didn't escape the Abrahamic tradition. You flipped it on its head and you thought that doing so was enough to fucking help you out of the cave, if you will. But realistically, that map was already predetermined for people like you long in advance, okay? Why? Because Satan is a Christian construct, bro. Christians created Satan. It's not fucking real, okay? And as long as you operate within that paradigm, you're never going to escape the hustle that they've locked us in, okay? If anything, again, you've only fell victim to a more sinister trap. And that is that you've thought you've escaped when in reality, you've just been deeply buried in the shit, dog. You ain't gone nowhere, okay? You're a little fucking, uh, uh, a little shit demon from the movie of uh, uh, Dogma or, you know, um, I mean, there's plenty of other examples of shit demons. That's the one, the more prominent one that I could think of for now, okay? But the point that I'm trying to say is that to be fair, okay, to be fair to the Christian people and to the conspiracy theorist. We shouldn't necessarily throw out the baby with the bathwater, okay? Now, what I mean by that is there's no doubt. Um, there's no doubt in my mind, okay? Again, I'm trying to put my own personal beefs with Christianity aside here for the sake of this podcast. And there's no doubt in my mind that Christianity has some secrets that it either discovered or that it absorbed on its path to enslaving nearly all of the world, okay? So what I'm saying is like, I'm certain there's some deep occult knowledge, hidden knowledge, okay? that Christians, Muslims, Jewish people, etc., that they possess, okay? And that they're not going to make available to the layman followers, to the, just the average churchgoer, if you will, okay? There's no doubt in my mind that that sort of knowledge does exist within the Abrahamic tradition. What I'm saying is that at best, what they've managed to do is find one, just one dog, just one of the infinitely many ways to access something else. What that something else is, I literally cannot fucking tell you because beyond my ideology, I'm bound by my fucking fundamental predispositions as a human being, dog. There's only so much of reality that I can access given my fucking corporeal embodiment, okay? But I do know that based off what science tells us, that there's other shit out there that we can't perceive. Shout out to the mantis shrimp for now until forever, okay? <laughs> um... So the same is true then, what I'm trying to say here with these religious practices and that at best, at best, what I personally see them as, dog, is portals, if you will, gateways to worlds that are generally inaccessible to humans. Because again, 
of something I've talked about at length in this podcast. So there's really no fucking need to repeat it. But that is the fucking elementary nature of experience that we humans possess, right? This fucking mortal coil, dog. It's trapped in this mortal coil. Not trapped. I think life's pretty dope. I'm not going to front. Motherfuck the antinatalist. At least for now. Again, I'm going to have like this weird little fucking balancing act between antinatalism where sometimes I'm like, dude, that shit's stupid as fuck. And other times I'm like, yo, that, that, that's basically the truth of reality. And I'm not I'm convinced there's nothing else, right? <laughs> Anyways. Um, and going back to this uh, version of uh, the, to the example of the contact lenses and ideology, bro, how difficult it is to escape the confines of this mortal coil, even with highly advanced supercomputer simulations, okay, will always at best be, for example, nothing more than a human experiencing what we think it's like to be a cat, for example, or an orca, an alien, another person, whatever, okay? Uh, as long as it's the, the phenomenological predisposition okay this is our only experience of reality so even with the most advanced super ai you're never going to be able to ex truly experience what it's like to be another person because that's their phenomenological predisposition do you know what i mean at best we're only going to be able to imagine what we think it's like to be that person through some highly skilled you know computer simulation right now what i'm trying to get to then here with this example is that even the worlds that they do access via christianity I'm not convinced that these are the single solitary ones, that this is the only fucking real world of reality, okay? Real reality of the world. Why? Because, yo, reality is infinite, dog. Like, what the fuck? What are we doing here? How are we going to try to limit the infinite to one? That's stupid, okay? Um, and if our understanding of the infinite is correct, if the inf if, of infinity is correct, this implies, uh, this just naturally implies the impossibility of a fixed truth, of one fixed truth, right? Including the fixed truth, ironically, that there are no fixed truths. That's the fucking paradox of one of the many paradoxes in philosophy, the subjective versus objective claim, right? When you say there is no objective reality or no, there is no subjective reality, you're basically saying it's a contradiction because you just made an objective claim, right? Uh, from a subjective level, no less. So essentially then, that's kind of where I find myself, honestly, right? Again, I'm honestly, I don't think I'm a conspiracy theorist, but if you do, that's cool. I don't give a fuck, honestly, right? I'm a radical skeptic, okay? And that's it's like some long-winded shit that I do actually plan on making a video for, right? Um, but for now, I'll just simply break it down to the, the point that I don't need an answer, dog. I really don't, okay? Nor, honestly, do I desire an answer. I really don't fucking care, right? I don't need some, I don't need some end purpose to get me to from point A to point B or from point A to point Z. What's point A? Birth. What's point Z? Death, obviously, right? I'm perfectly content just fucking riding the waves, dog. I don't give a fuck, okay? In fact, I've gone out of my way to disavow and disown myself of any preconceived ideas that I have that provide me with the comfort associated with some telos, with some end goal. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, I'm just going with the flow at this point, okay? I am the process of they all unfolding and I'm okay with that, right? So what I mean by that then is because of this, because of this, everything is always up for questioning, Doug. Everything is always up for debate. And the moment, again, people start saying otherwise, that's when I start to become skeptical and even critical, if we're being honest, of their intentions. Because honestly, who the fuck cares what I believe, what you believe, right? And why are you so desperate? This is the critical part here, okay? Because we're going to have a little jumping off moment with this. Why are people so desperate to have others believe the same? What I'm trying to say here, dog, is like, yo, if your truth is your truth, what the fuck does it matter? Honestly, if other people believe it or not, like who the fuck cares? 
if you believe it, who, you know, live and let live type shit. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, that gets a little problematic when you get to fanatics, but people like Nazis, Hitler, they should have just been shot from the get-go and been done with it, okay? Like, my truth is, I don't fucking like Nazis and they should be executed, okay? When they start trying to do shit like commit fucking master plans, like, fuck you, especially if those master plans involve the genocide of other peoples, then you need to be fucking dealt with accordingly, right? But, you know, aside from that, it's like, yo, who cares, again, me personally, if I do believe in conspiracy theories or not, if you believe in conspiracy theories or not, right? If it's your truth, let it be. Let what I'm trying to say here is like, yo, the truth is powerful, dog. The truth doesn't need you, doesn't need me, it doesn't need a fucking army, no less, right? Um, especially if it's one that's as powerful as people like to pretend that it is, like Christianity. If Christianity is as powerful as you fucking Christians like to make it out to be, it will stand under the weight of its own ideas, dog. It doesn't need to be artificially propped up by foot soldiers, okay? Whether they be lemmings that are vehemently arguing in favor of its existence, right? Whether it be fucking flat earth, whether it be Christians, dog, out here committing genocide to prove, right, in order uh, to prove that other religions, that Christianity is the one truth, whether it be the fucking, what's happening right now, our political fucking fiasco, right? The truth will inevitably emerge and it will stand under the weight of its own fucking power. It doesn't need foot soldiers to do so for it, right? Whether other people accept it as such, that's a different story, okay? Um, we call that the anti-truth, if you will. But again, that's a different topic for another day. What I'm trying to say here for now is that you could just, for one, dog, fuck off, okay? No one knows the truth. No one knows, right, if there may ever well even be a truth, okay? If there's one to be known or to be had, to be deciphered. And while that may be haunting to many, I'm personally okay with it. Again, I don't give a fuck, right? I'm just here visiting, bro. I'm just visiting this bitch, this Tlaltic Pak. I got sent down for whatever reason. I'm enjoying my ride and, you know... I've given up essentially the desire to figure out how, why, and for what purpose for for what a long time ago, okay? So what this is going to bring us to then is a little bit of the paranormal. Why? Well, simple. Part of my personal unwillingness, and perhaps even yours, dog, if you're fucking with this podcast already at this point, I know I keep repeating it, but I'm just going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and do so uh, continuously is that you're probably the fucking same, okay? Um, and it's the, the paranormal emerges with this unwillingness that I have to, again, anchor myself to any sort of truth, right? Um, and what this entails then is that I'm not necessarily more down. I'm not more down by anything, dog, including the current scientific consensus, right? I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to sound self-grandiose at the moment. I'm saying we, okay? Uh, and I mean that, dog, like, scientism is it, scientism is taking an interesting role lately okay scientism is this fucking unreflected or not unreflected but insistent dogmatic faith in scientific principles right it's the same as religious dogmatism essentially okay and i know i've discussed this at length on a previous podcast so if you're interested just tune into that one right to hear more you could check out it's on the title i think it's the yeah it is the the fifth sun episode okay so, um, and if you haven't heard the fifth son, I think it's dope. I talk about, you know, not what ritual sacrifice and other kind of shit. Right. But the point that I'm trying to say is that, again, I have no problem perhaps you two in dismissing this reductive material understanding of reality that has been forced on us by, again, surprise, surprise, the Western Christian worldview. Right. It's lateral warfare, bro. It's lateral warfare. We need to divorce ourselves with a desire to read shit in terms of binary oppositions. What is lateral warfare? It's the same people that are releasing two sides of the fucking spectrum. They're saying that they give you the left-wing version and the right-wing version at the same time, for instance. They say, there you go, fuckheads. Have at it. Go distract yourself with some bullshit while we go do our own thing, okay? 
That's the lateral. And while we're busy fighting with the fucking who's right, who, who's the correct version, the left or the right, for instance, the people who are, you know, pitting us in this lateral warfare in the first place are all fucking living their best lives. You know what I mean? It's why the church, for instance, is as pro-science as they are anti-science. And it's not by accident, dog. It's by design. People in America, people in America, we get the anti-science view of the church, right? Because it's historically rooted with the racism of this stupid ass country, namely that which where they were trying to find, you know, scientific proof for why, you know, white people were superior and they couldn't fucking jokes on them, right? So instead they just fucking reverted back to the default of religion and they used that as their choice, as their as the way of explaining away their horrendous actions. Okay. Um but around the world, dog, religion is fucking, it's, 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 it's a vehicle for scientific advancement. The Vatican has one of the largest observatories in the world. One of their telescopes is named Lucifer, by the way. So just stay woke, fam. Okay. Anyways, the point that I'm trying to say is like, yeah, dog, I do believe in occult shit. I know I've said it again. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Not because I necessarily practice it per se, but because there's no doubt in my mind that there are, in fact, hidden elements of reality. And knowledge of how they can be accessed by groups of people who have the access to the knowledge that enables them to do so. Everyday plebs like you and I, dog, you're not going to give it to us, okay? They have secret societies out there if you don't think they're out there. Come on, dog, okay? And they have this knowledge and they've had this knowledge. It's fucking old knowledge, bro, of the way the world used to be. The way the world is still now, but they fucking impose this artificial reality on us, okay? Um... And they, and they guard this truth, bro, and they keep it from people like you and I, but it's there and you can access it, you know, in some respects, okay? Um, now, again, whether you fucking want to call these people the Illuminati, the power elite, if you want to use philosophical, sociological terms, right? The masters of humanity, if you want to use uh, Chomsky's words, the Rothschilds, it doesn't fucking matter, dog. The truth remains. And this isn't a conspiracy. Like, this is fucking, it's in plain sight, bro. That's the whole point of the of the. Uh, of the occult, right? It's truth in plain sight. It's hidden in plain sight, right? And, you know, just in case for those of you who need like an authorized uh, 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 epistemic sources, if you will, uh, to validate your beliefs, just peep the Rolling Stone article, dog, by Matt Taibbi. It's entitled something about, uh fuck. It's about the LIBOR scandal, the LIBOR scandal, okay? And it's basically this biggest price-fixing scandal that's ever existed in the, in, in the history of uh, capitalism, okay? That's fucking real shit, dog. And that happened just whatever, 20, 15, 20 years ago. Okay. This is not a conspiracy. This is actual real world shit. So, you know, if you don't fancy yourself a conspiracy theorist, go read the news and they'll tell you like, yeah, dog, there's an elite group of people who are fixing the prices at banks for their benefit and are at our expense. It's the internal dynamics of capitalism, dog, right? And, right, if you want to, you know, perhaps level up your conspiracy theory game, or if you're already at a higher level, perhaps even than myself, Right. Um, you could look into all the other kind of shit, dog, about how it's it's all planned in advance, how it's a cycle that continuously repeats itself in order to con- you know benefit the peoples who are in control, right? And if you want to get real, real conspiratorial with it, this is where we're going with this podcast. Well, just stick around and listen. Because me personally, dog, I go all the way. I go deep in this motherfucker. Existence of aliens, no question about it. UFOs, extraterrestrials, and other phenomena, no problem. Ghosts, demons, fuck yeah, dog, they're real. As I've already mentioned in the previous podcast, okay? But that's where I'm going to pick up again the analysis for today. Again, I've mentioned it before, dog, but it bears repeating. As a monist from the Nahuatl philosophy, okay? I have no difficulty in believing or explaining the existence of entities that dualistic conceptions of reality, like the Abrahamic tradition, uh, they conceive of only possibly existing in quote-unquote different realities than the one we currently occupy. There is only one reality, dog, according to monism, okay? 
And it, whether it be on this earth or plane of existence or others, it, it doesn't matter, dog. It's just one whole reality. Whether it's a different dimension, who the fuck cares, okay? It's all one reality. And you bet your sweet fucking ass, aliens, demons, angels, dog, even, reptoids, Arcturians, they all exist within it, okay? There's a flat earth somewhere out here, dog. If the infinite is as universe, or the, if the universe is as infinite as science is going to want to tell us, you bet your sweet ass there's a flat earth out there and that there's lizard people fucking living within the depths of the bowels, the, the belly of that flat earth. Whether it's this one or another one, who the fuck cares? As long as an infinite universe exists, the potentiality that there is that one uh, dimension does as well. The problem is, of course, is that we're just unable to perceive them with our shit senses. It's pretty simple, okay? But that doesn't stop us from trying. If I mean, it's the fucking history of science, bro, okay? The history of science, essentially, realistically, is nothing more than the history of trying to reveal the occult, right? Whether the practitioner is doing so in a modern laboratory or within the confines of a sacred circle, whether like in a temple or out in the forest, that's irrelevant, dog, as the desire remains the same. What is a desire? To make sense of the world that we're living in, to reveal the hidden, to, you know, reveal the hidden truths, the hidden elements of reality, the hits boson, dog, that's, that's, they're fucking trying to reveal hidden shit. That's occult practices, okay? And the only reason we distinguish between the two is because one has been legitimized, one practice has been legitimized, and the other one is, is frowned upon, okay? But it doesn't take away from the fact that in, in engaging these practices, facets of reality have been revealed and explained. The process, and, and, and in doing so, the process of how to do so has been formulated and repeated. It's the scientific method, dog, right? Now, whether it's through a spell, through incantation, through scientific method, again, whether it's spell, incantation, scientific method, it's irrelevant, dog, okay? The fact remains that through these ritualistic practices, again, these facets of reality that were once hidden from us can, in fact, be revealed and proven to be true, okay? <laughs> One of my favorite examples of this is this dude named the Prophet Yahweh. If you aren't familiar with him, get on my boy, dog. The Prophet Yahweh is this dude who can fucking summon alien spaceships. They have a whole news article on it for those of you who, again, need a legitimized epistemic sources, okay? Like Fox News or CNN. There's a whole fucking news, uh, uh, a news channel went out and did a story on him. And at first they're like, let's go check this fucking guy out who thinks he can fucking summon UFOs because they wanted to make fun of him. But the joke was on them because this motherfucker summoned a UFO, okay? Um, and many of these, they can be completed, dog, these practices at an individual level, okay? Well, you just got to learn. You got to level up. You got to step your magic game up. You know what I mean? Or your science game up, whatever. Okay. But many of them, I'm going to, this is, you know, moving on now. They require more, let's say, energy. Yes. To do so. All right. And again, before we get too far off into the woods, allow me, if you will. Okay. Just allow me briefly to justify it using some philosophy. Because it might sound absurd, dog, but the reality is there's the, the, the precedent has already been set, dog, okay? Now, to be fair, it was set by some fucking nerdy, academic, snooty, analytic philosophers, okay? And for sure, they probably didn't envision it to be taken in this direction. But to be fair, the shit started off weird to begin with, okay? And what it's called is it's, it's a thought experiment in the, in, the, in the philosophy of knowledge, the theory of knowledge, okay? The theory of brain, actually. Um, and what it's called, it's somewhere along the, the, the variance of what is known as the, the quote unquote Chinese brain example. It's wrote by some racist white guy in the 1970s. So it's not my language. Okay. It's his, right? I'm just giving you the language. So in case you're interested in looking it up, 
Um, but basically the way that it works out, his argument was as follows. Let's assume, okay, for those of you, again, who are tuned in for philosophy and wondering, yo, what the fuck does any of this have to do with philosophy? This part is for you, okay? But again, I'm going to remix it for my purposes, but let me explain it to you uh, simply. It's a theory of how we know, the thought experiment that's designed to get us to think of how we know that people are actual people and not just zombies, okay? This is where I said, like, it started weird to begin with. It starts off with a zombie, okay? And then it goes on to some other weird shit. So I'm just going to take it a little bit weirder, okay? I'm going to give it the little, the old hood philosophy twist. So um, what they're saying then is that this Chinese brain experiment is that they want to say, okay, let's imagine that you have a, a zombie who doesn't have any conscient sent, uh, sentience or consciousness at all whatsoever, okay? But what this body essentially does have is every single neuron in its brain has been outsourced, if you will, to a person in China, right? And what happens then is that whatever respective action that one particular neuron needed is acted upon by one individual person in China who is themselves conscious and sentient, okay? But they're manipulating the, the, the action of this neuron in order to engage in a behavior that the neurons of a conscious, alive person, a non-zombie person would engage in. So the thought experiment proceeds to ask us then is, is this zombie dead or alive, essentially, right? This is, I'm starting to give it the old hood philosophy twist, okay? But um, the problem then is that if it's dead, well, then how is it engaging in all these actions that we generally ascribe to the animated living? But if it's alive, does that mean that all we are in turn is zombies because all of our actions are predetermined by just mechanical forces in our brain? And that's kind of where the thought experiment goes to, okay? Are we, are we human or are we dancers? I'm a terrible singer. I apologize, right? But the point is, are we human or are we fucking robots essentially, okay? Are we human or are we zombies? Now to remix it just a bit for our purposes for this podcast, dog. Essentially what I'm telling you is happening is that instead of limited example, all right, that very limited example of the Chinese population as necessary to stimulate the individual neurons in the brain, necessary to stimulate or simulate rather a conscious person i'm saying that our energy your energy my energy has been siphoned off dog in a mass ritualistic practice designed to summon forces greater than you and i can possibly even conceive of okay yo i mean it's ancient science fiction dog trope the ancient ones the old ones right Shit that existed on this universe, on this planet, in this plane of existence long before this version, this current arbitrary version of reality was forced upon us, okay? And what I'm trying to tell you is, yo, there's motherfuckers out here, dog, that are legit trying to fucking wake up the old ones, the ancient ones, all right? That maybe even if they aren't trying to awaken the old, the ancient ones. Maybe they're trying to pacify and satiate the ancient ones, okay? I don't fucking know, dog. All I know is shit is fucking wild up in these occult streets, okay? It's fucking crazy out here, dog. And to think otherwise is to really, really limit our understanding of what is potentially possible on in this existence, okay? That's why, I mean, yo, like, again, this that conspiracy theory shit, dog, but it's the truth, like... There is hidden symbolism during the Super Bowl and shit, okay? Whether you recognize it as such, whether you believe it as such, it doesn't stop it from happening, right? Um, it's, it, it's, it's irrelevant, dog. It's clearly there is what I'm trying to say. And the question is then, 
Well, for what purpose? Like, why the fuck is this here? Right. And if you again, if you ask most conspiracy theorists, dog, they're going to give you that typical played out Western Christian spiel about how it's a ritual offering to Lucifer. Right. They're trying to summon the ancient one and that um, at the most Luciferian, if you will, they're trying to summon him because they believe him to be the true savior of mankind. Like that's typical Christian reductive conspiracy theory bullshit, dog. Why? Because, again, saying it's not real, dog. Get over it. It was invented. Okay. I'm not saying. Actually, I am saying that evil is not exi- evil doesn't exist. Why? Because I'm trying to, I'm not trying. I am embracing the Nahuatl monistic view of reality. Like that's Christian shit, dog. The ideas of evil. There is just the unfolding of reality that is either good or bad for people. Like it is what it is, right? But to be fair, to be fair, even the Nahuatl themselves believe that you can act upon the forces of the universe and, and you know, manipulate those actions in either your favor or to your detriment. Just to be fair, okay? Now, um, so yeah, that's what the fucking typical conspiracy theorist from the Christian uh, lens is going to tell you. Like they're trying to summon the ancient one Lucifer because they believe Lucifer is the tr- quote unquote true savior of mankind. Now, if you ask me personally, I would say like this reading is cute, but it's fucking too simplistic, dog. It's cute. Like, okay, little Luciferians out there, little edgelords running around rebelling against mommy and daddy. Okay. But it's, that's too simple. Okay. Satan again. Assuming such a fucking shadowy figure does even exist to begin with, it's not going to be the savior of anything, bro. Okay? Not because he's a bad guy. Again, these binary oppositions, yo, they're stupid as fuck. It's, things aren't just good or bad. Okay? That's it's too simple. It's too reductive. Let go of that. All right? It's time to move beyond that shit. But rather because I'm not convinced, again, that there's any sort of telos, bro. That's where the real shit comes into play. Savior, uh, Satan's not your savior, dog. Satan's not your daddy. Well, unless you're into that kink shit, maybe, right? But um, what I'm trying to say is like, there's no true savior of humanity. There's no grand redeemer. It's just all fucking, it's just an ever-ending fucking process of, of, of day unfolding, if you will, okay? So what I mean here by then, by this then is that let's assume that at best, let's give them their fucking, let's, okay, let's entertain the fucking children. Let's assume that Satan does exist, okay? And that they are successful in summoning him. Process metaphysics. Again, this is the philosophy, dog. This is the philosophy part. It's not just conspiracy shit. This is reading it through a fucking lens of philosophy. The process metaphysics dictates, uh, dictates rather, that at best, it's an ephemeral phenomenon that will inevitably be replaced by another. It might not be ephemeral for you and I because we're fucking, we have short lifespans, dog. Right? We don't live very long. But it's ephemeral in the grand scope of the universe, infinite, right? 500 years, dog, of capitalist, imperialist, uh, colonial European rule seems like a lot to you and I because we don't live fucking 500 years. We, if, if we're lucky, make it to 100, okay? So it might seem like a long time, but in the scope of human history, dog, capitalism is pretty fucking new, okay? And it's already destroyed the planet, right? The land that I'm loyal to, it's already fucking destroyed it, okay? Let alone, that's just the scope of human history, let alone the scope of actual existence. Like, dude, capitalism barely registers. We barely register, okay? So when I say it's an ephemeral phenomenon, like, okay, yeah, maybe Satan does exist. And maybe these fucking Luciferian fuckheads, right? The black nobility, the Jesuits, etc., will be able to successfully summon him. And maybe he will fucking reign supreme and all that kind of shit. During our lifetime, no less, or the lifetime of our children. Who knows? But what I do know is that, A, that's only one of the many ancient ones B, that's only one of the many ways to either summon him or destroy him. And C, most importantly, inevitably, it will come to an end. Like, however long this fucking Luciferian character were to reign, eh, it would eventually come to an end, okay? Now, 
What I personally feel is more plausible, again, implied in, uh, inherent in these process metaphysics, is that hidden is that these hidden ritualistic practices, Doug, they're truly more of like ritualized, albeit to be fair, entirely hidden mass hypnoses, okay, that are designed to focus our power and energy in a way that's going to provide these shadowy figures who are trying to engage in these quote unquote magical practices, occult practices with the energy that they need to summon forces that again are far beyond the control of an in or individual capability our individual capability of one single solitary person to do so. Yo, energy is sacred, dog. Again, this is a Nahuatl process metaphysics. This is the Nahuatl monism here. There is only energy. There is only Teot, okay? And where you direct that energy towards, you can make fucking great changes in the world. Whether it be, again, on an individual level, like you personally, you know, making the changes, great changes, or negative changes even in your life, right? By focusing your attention to, you know, your energy to a particular uh, direction, or whether it's collective attention being directed towards a, a, a set purpose. Yo, television, dog, like it's legitimately, it's siphoning off. I hate to be that guy, like fucking loyal to the foil, I don't give a fuck. But it is what it is. The social media, like it's clearly siphoning our attention and our energy into one direction. Not the band, right? But also the band because that's how they became so famous. Philosophy is weird. Anyways, the point that I'm trying to say is like, it seems absurd, yo, but think about it. What the fuck, honestly, is CERN if not the very similar practice just on a smaller scale, like on a more molecular scale, okay? I've already discussed the problem with this scaling before on the aforementioned The Fifth Sun podcast, and it doesn't ring any less true in this instant, bro. Again, this reductive Western materialism, it wants us to have us believe, okay, that we're these individual solitary people and that we're inconsequential. But again, that's fucking part of the lateral warfare, bro. That's them telling you that you don't mean shit when in reality, you fucking mean everything. We are so important that they need to lie to us about how unimportant we are in order for us to not only not realize how important we are, but ultimately fucking overthrow them, essentially, okay? <laughs> that's the lateral warfare, dog. You have two people now on this side, on this, in this example. You have the scientific, uh, the, the, the dogma, the, they're dogmatists on both sides. You have the dogmatists on the occult, you know, ritualistic, you know, ancestral knowledge side. And you have the occult or rather the dogmatic people on the scientism side where they're saying, this doesn't make any sense according to my fucking worldview, the lenses that I've fucking developed in reality. And because that, you're fucking wrong. Well, guess what, buckos? Maybe we're all fucking wrong because we're not even looking at the right place. We've been thrown into this battle with one another when the correct place to be looking is who the fuck put us in this battle in the first place? Who started the lateral warfare? Okay. Why? Because, well, of course, they, 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 these shadowy figures, the masters of humanity, right? They want us to believe this, right? It's in their benefit to do so. Because not only does it allow them the opportunity to continue to siphon our power without any resistance on our behalf, but again, more sinisterly, bro, it keeps us, us as individual people from learning our own true power and ultimately unifying against these fucks and seeing and realizing, right, that they see us as nothing more than cattle at their disposal, dogs, prison planner, bro. Now, there's that great quote. Um, I think it's by Bush. I don't really give a fuck who it is. It's by one of those reptilian overlords where he's talking about if um, the people, like everyday people like you and I knew just how badly we were getting fucked over, that the streets would run red essentially with the blood of the elites. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but that's kind of the point that I'm getting to here, dog. Right? Our energy is sacred. These fuckheads know it's sacred and they're siphoning it off for their, for their own benefit. Right? 
whether and again, dog, whether you believe in magic or not, who gives a fuck? It's still happening in your personal life every day when you wake up Monday through Friday to work from nine to five. They're siphoning your energy for their benefit. In this case, it's not necessarily on a scale on a scale of magic, so much on a scale of capitalism. It's your labor, your energy that's being directed towards building and accruing capital and wealth for a fucking capitalist. Like it's the same principle, dog. Just apply a little bit more strange, if you will. Okay. So what I'm telling you then is that to think that this process of them siphoning your energy away would come on the heels of a single isolated event is too shallow, dog. It's too short-sighted, right? So what I'm trying to say is like, yo, these people, they're performing complex spells, dog, right? These spells, these people are performing, they're multi-layered and they involved detailed, detailed processes. Many of which they don't play out, dog, in a single solitary event that lasts only moments. Some do. Sometimes there's an event that just, boom, it shocks the fuck out of the whole world collectively. And it just, the attention and the momentum and the energy is so profound that it just forces a change, right? But for the most part, it's like, it's a steady, it's like a pot, dog. They have a witch's pot and they're just throwing ingredients that they need into this pot to summon some greater force, Okay. Again, we're used to think it's, we need to move beyond this binary opposition. It's not always as simple of mixing fire and gasoline and receiving an immediate explosion, okay? It's not how this shit works, dog. The fire and gasoline, that's just, that's but two ingredients, bro. And it's the explosion, that's nothing more than the catalyst necessary for something greater, right? What that something greater is, I don't fucking know, man. It's That's a matter of debate. If you ask the fucking... The Illuminati people, they'll say one thing. If you ask the Freemasons, they'll say another thing. If you ask whoever the fuck, okay? People, different groups have different ideas. If you ask Christians, if you ask Muslims, they'll all say that that's something greater. It's something different for every person, okay? Now, conspiracy theorists or not, dog, like, it's, it should be obvious at the point that we're clearly, clearly we're in the process of experiencing some sort of radical shift, okay? From the previous pre-COVID, if you will, state of consciousness, to a new consciousness, if you will, replete with all the shit that people have been sitting back and observing, right? The people like the conspiracy theorists, right? Who've been sitting back and observing these ritualistic practices in motion. They've been warning about this shit, dog. And now we're clearly in the transition from that pre-COVID state to what they've been warning about in this post-COVID state, right? What have they been warning about? Cash the societies, dog. Everywhere you fucking go, there's the signs that say, due to a national coin shortage. Is there really a fucking national coin shortage, dog? Come on, like, what the fuck are we doing here? First of all, who the fuck knows how much coins are out there to begin with? Second of all, like, you all control the coins. What the fuck? You can't print more? Like, I'm not, I know that sounds ignorant in terms of how money works, you bitch. I know how it works in that respect. You can't just print more money, you know, and to, to alleviate it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, you create the ones and you take the ones that are already in circulation, you destroy how the fucking, the, 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 the mints work, like, this shit is already set up in process. You're telling me you can have a Walmart open, but you can't have a fucking mint open? Like, what are we doing here, dog? Okay? Um, the conspiracy theories, they've been, they've been warning about the cashless society, dog. They've been saying, yo, the government wants to track every single moment of every fucking waking moment of your life, including what you spend your money on. Why? Because there's people who are getting paid under the table. Let's take it at the most simplistic form, right? Not even have to get conspiratorial about it. There's people who are getting paid under the table that don't fucking pay taxes and we want every fucking penny from you peons that we can get, okay? And the only way that we can do so is to make sure that you're not spending any money that we haven't already pre-authorized, right? This is what the conspiracy theorists have been warning about. 
They've been warning about the facial recognition technology, dog. Like right here, I'll fucking crack this bitch open with my fucking face, right? Just the iPhone, whatever, right? The retina display and you crack that shit open. They have it. They got it already locked down, dog. Okay. They've been warning about the mandatory vaccinations. You're seeing this shit unfold right now, dog, in Australia and New Zealand where they're saying, yo, you all are going to get vaccinated whether you fucking like it or not. And then just extrapolate from there and you'll start to get to the point where they say you cannot get on, your child cannot come to school unless they have their vaccination records. And then you extrapolate it a little bit further. You keep pushing and you keep pushing and you keep pushing. You say, you cannot get on a plane or a train unless you have your vaccination. To the point where inevitably it's, you cannot get a fucking job, asshole, unless you have your vaccinations because we don't want to be around your sick, diseased ass and get the rest of us sick, right? And then from there, that's it, dog. Mandatory vaccinations for everybody, okay? They've been warning about these consolidated world governments run by major corporations and so on. And that, I mean, come on, dog. That's what's fucking happening. People say like, oh, in China, the businesses are closely related with the government. Here too, asshole. We're just fucking programmed to believe otherwise, okay? It's obvious that corporations fucking run this country just as they do in every other country, of course, right? The question, of course, is why? Why is this happening? Or I guess more importantly, why don't people fucking realize it or, re or refuse to real or accept it? Again, the simplistic reading is that these people, they want to do so so that they can make us slaves, essentially. The people here being like, why the fuck do they want all this power? Why do they want all this control? The simplistic reading, honestly, is they just want to make us their slaves. But I, I say it's simplistic because, come on, dog, come on. Wake the fuck up. We're already slaves all the time. Like, there's really nothing more they can do to further enslave us. That's why I was talking about it at the beginning of the podcast. I want freedom. I want self-determination, right? Whether it be just from a Chicano perspective or from an individual perspective, like, that's something that I desire. That's something that I know full well. Maybe on a mass scale, it isn't even possible, dog. But it's something that me personally, I would. it's a goal. Like, I would at least try to want to be free. And the only way to do so is to recognize all the ways in which I'm not, right? of which there are plenty. There's plenty of ways, dog. Okay, so we're basically slaves in all but name at this point. Okay, that's why I say it's such a simplistic reading. For now, I would challenge, okay, again, we're talking about these ritualistic practices that are hiding in plain sight, bro, okay? Replete with everything, dog, everything from ritual sacrifices like that of George Floyd. Just look at, what that ritual sacrifice, the Nahuatl used to fucking sacrifice people in rituals like I talked about again in that podcast. Listen to the fucking podcast, bro. The Fifth Son, you won't miss out, okay? How is that any different from the fucking killing of George Floyd? Like, again, dog, if you ask me, I don't think that was by accident. I'm sorry, but if you look into the history of the George Floyd person and, you know, he knew the cop, dog, the cop, like, and, and you know, like they worked together. Like, that's, that's introductory uh, uh, conspiracy theory. The fucking real shit gets deeper when you start to realize, like, okay, they burned a, a police station down in, in Minneapolis. And people will say, yeah, that was a, an act of revolutionary freedom. Was it, dog? Or was it that in that police department, that one particular police department, they had a cache of evidence. And this evidence was a list, a, a, a litany rather, of laundered dollar or laundered money. Uh, not even laundered, dog. It was fucking artificially created. It's fake money that was printed by China, Okay. And that that money was being laundered through a club, which also burned, where George Floyd and the police officer both worked, dog. So that's like, that's real shit, okay? But you're going to be like conspiratorial about it. That, that's the conspiracy sauce, you know what I'm saying? And um, the, the end result was ultimately the same. Like, it was a ritual offering, if you will, that created fucking 
chaos, dog. You remember the summer. You know exactly what it was like. You know what I mean? I don't have to fucking, I don't have to re- repeat it for you. We're, we're still living through it. You know what I mean? So you had like this ritual sacrifice, dog, to this biblical prophecy allegedly being fulfilled with Trump as, you know, and you start to realize like, oh, okay, dog, this is, this is some alchemical shit that's at work, bro. And, you know, all, all we are, all we are is we ain't shit but the ingredients that are necessary to bring about this something greater, okay? And again, what that something greater is, it always boils down, this is what it always boils down to, honestly, is an evolution of consciousness, okay? It's always an evolution of consciousness in some form. Whether it's the Nawa talking about the dawn of the sixth sun, okay? Whether it's the Hindus talking about the Kali Yuga, or whether it's the fucking Freemasons talking about the quote-unquote great work, it's all the same shit, bro. It's an evolution of consciousness. So the real question then is, do you, you, you personally believe that this process can be influenced by people? And if you ask people like myself, and again, probably you, of course we're going to say yes. Just, you know, me personally, given my not what inclinations. Again, peep the motherfucking fifth son episode, bro. You will not regret it. Okay? Now, and for sure, I'm obviously doctors, people running around this bitch who feel the same way as I do. Okay? It's not a conspiracy. It's what I'm trying to say. It's hidden knowledge that's historically reserved, again, for the elite that's being played out in real time, dog, using us as pawns to bring about something greater, right? Whatever it is that, that something greater is that they desire. Think about it. Me personally, dog, like I've been thinking about it. I'm like, yo, maybe the coronavirus, it really was a virus that. Maybe, maybe, dog. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe this shit naturally formed in an allegedly unsanitary uh, wet market conditions, okay? Or maybe it was a fucking lab-created virus. It doesn't matter, okay? That either escaped or was intentionally released. I don't know, and I don't fucking care. Not because it's unimportant, but because the result is the same nonetheless. That's the important part, dog, okay? Doesn't matter if it naturally evolved in a wet market, or if it fucking was man-made and released on, on, on purpose or unintentionally. It doesn't matter. The end result is the same is all I'm trying to say. Okay? What is the end result? It's simple, dog. Fear and widespread panic. Two very, very powerful energies that are fed by the ensuing chaos of the world literally fucking falling apart, dog. Literally the world's falling apart. Okay? Which is, I don't know, if you ask me, not a bad thing necessarily. Uh, it could be seen as a bad thing. That's the part that I was talking about in the previous episode, especially like for Christians, like, oh my God, it's the end times. Like, chill, okay? It's always the end times. It's just happening now. The Kali Yuga has occurred plenty of times before. There's been five different suns for the Nawad. Like, this shit happens, dog, okay? And if anything, we're fortunate enough to be living through one of those monumental chaotic events, all right? So what I'm trying to say then is that if we take this reading, bro, I just can't help but feel like, again, the Nawad who preceded us, these people, they believe, they influence the universe in such a way that they're able to bend it to their will, dog. Okay, the Nawa, they were killing motherfuckers left and right because they wanted to keep the sun from exploding. These people causing ritual fucking chaos here because they're trying to direct our energy into bringing about something greater. Now, whether or not it can actually happen, I don't fucking know, dog. Okay, did the Nawa keep the sun from exploding by sacrificing 80,000 people or whatever the fuck? I don't know, right? There's, you could say no, but you can also say yes because the sun's still here. You know what I mean? Like, who knows, dog? Right? Maybe it's just another fucking people's turn now. Or maybe the Nawa were just one part of a larger group collective human effort to keep the sun from exploding. And it's happening all over the world at the exact same time. You know what I mean? 
expand our horizon of what is possible in this universe is all I'm trying to do, bro. Okay? Now, again, it sounds absurd at first glance. But what I'm willing to tell you isn't something you're unfamiliar with, dog. Like, honestly, you're not unfamiliar with what I'm telling you. This is what's known as alchemical great work. Okay? Now, to be fair, again, this goes back to the occult knowledge part of it. The truth is hidden in plain sight, bro. And it's done on purpose. In this particular, in this particular case, it's called sigil magic, okay? And I mean, again, it's this complex topic, best reserve, surprise, surprise, for a standalone podcast, okay? But the basic gist here is that people, these people, them, they, right? They're bound to a rule and it's called the revelation of the method, okay? And essentially what this means is that they have to reveal their plan in order to get their karma correct, okay? Because to not do so would be to violate the free will that we allegedly possess, that you know, that, that permeates the universe, okay? So when you ask yourself, like, okay, if this Illuminati shit was real, for instance, why the fuck are they always so blatantly exposing it? Wouldn't they, isn't the whole purpose of a hidden society to remain hidden? To which the answer is no, because it would violate the revelation of the method. They have to tell you, right? And they, in order to give you, me, everyone, something of a choice, right? They can influence the choice. They, the, the choice can be influenced, no doubt. But ultimately, the decision to engage upon this action must rest upon you or else it will not fucking work, okay? So, um, again, whether we individually believe this or whether we believe in it or not is irrelevant, okay? Because the masters of society, they fucking believe it and they use it all the time. And since they're the ones that are running this bitch, chances are it's going to affect you on some level, okay? Which is why, again, if you know alchemy, this is the hidden symbolism that permeates our society, all right? And it's why they are being exposed honestly like this is a common saying okay in the conspiracy community but it's the fucking truth dog symbolism will be their downfall right because they're always it's they since they have to show it it's fucking there and now with technology available to us with the internet we can research it and be like yo what the fuck is this and then we can spread it to a mass audience you know what i mean now of course we're not familiar with it in the way they are familiar with it, okay? Now, never mind for the obvious reasons being that they practice, every practice inherently implies the existence of, you know, uh, beginners and experts. But we're familiar with it because they taught it to us. Uh, what, they what they taught us, I mean, we all learned alchemy, dog, in grade school, okay? But, for instance, but they taught us a very reductive interpretation of alchemical work, okay? The, the, namely, the one where they said that the, the, the workers, the alchemists, were trying to turn... Uh, 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 lead into or copper into gold for personal profit, okay? Which is true to an extent. And by the way, it's this this it's not just alchemy. It's not just this one example of alchemy, dog. Uh, it's also shit like religion. Like again, this goes back to the point in the beginning of the podcast where I was stating, like, I don't doubt that there's some hidden truths in and Abrahamic religions and other world religions out there that can bring about some fucking unfathomable changes, okay? Much the same way I don't doubt that alchemical gold workers weren't trying to fucking turn <laughs> copper into or whatever into fucking gold. Like, I, I, I don't doubt that at all, okay? What I'm saying, though, is that the that's, that's fucking elementary shit, dog. That the real, real gold, for instance, isn't the fucking mineral from the earth, the rock from the earth, okay? It's not the metallic material. It's you and I, dog. We are the gold, okay? And that they're definitely trying to use us for their own personal enrichment. But it's in a way that far, in a way, exceeds any idea of material wealth that we can potentially conceive of, okay? They're trying to destroy, honestly, dog, okay, the world that we know. And they're trying to rebuild it in their image, okay? 
This is the critical distinction now, I should state here, between the Nahuatl ritual magic and what they were trying. All the Nahuatl were trying to do, dog, is they were trying to sustain the world that they were living in, okay? They weren't trying to destroy it. It's the exact opposite, actually. These motherfuckers, they're straight up trying to destroy the world, dog. They're trying to reimagine it in the world that they fucking particularly want us to be living in, okay? It's the world that they imagine, the world that they desire, these masters of humanity. Namely, again, that of a cashless society, facial recognition, and all the other shit people like Wilton, Milliam, uh, Wilton, blah, Milton William Cooper predicted in fucking that book, Behold a Pale Horse. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, dog. The point that I'm trying to make here is essentially when it boils down to this podcast is it's just an introductory into a little bit of the fucking uh, conspiracy shit, but also how it is philosophically influenced, dog. So just to tie it up here with this example of the Chinese room, essentially what happens then is that instead of like individual people around China, you know, who are acting in accordance to the neurons firing in order to in order to give seeming perceived sentience to this zombified creature, it's you and I, dog. It's people all over the world. Our energy is being siphoned and it's being utilized in such a way to fucking give rise to something greater that we could potentially never even imagine on an individual scale, whether it be because our understanding of reality has been limited by the ideology that we're shaped under or because the senses that we that we have that allow us to perceive reality are fundamentally limited, whether it's because the knowledge that ne that is necessary to bring about this cataclysmic change is hidden from us and, and we're not made aware of it or whether it's a combination of all of the aforementioned um factors the fact of the matter remains is that there's clearly clearly some fuckery at foot there's some there's something about being a human dog that just does not vibe with the general scientific consensus that we're told it seems as though we, again this is the recurring theme throughout these last fucking few podcasts and it's a recurring theme in existential philosophy dog we are more important than we are being made out to believe life may very well be more than just this fucking waste that ends in this nihilistic pit of despair the fucking antinatalist might be wrong in stating that consciousness is a fucking evolutionary misstep and that we need to revert back to monkey essentially okay there's clearly factors at force that are far beyond your and i ability to understand and comprehend for a variety of different levels reasons and you know the best way at least to try to overcome that and potentially utilize this for our benefit is to first become aware of it and then learn the magic on our own <laughs> so yeah that's about all that i got for you for this week's episode i hope you all enjoyed it again before i leave you be if you haven't already follow your boy on the gram og underscore ice nice 13 and yeah i hope you have a great rest of your day see you next time peace